You're listening to 91.9 KVCR News. I'm Jessica Greenwell. On Fridays, we speak with former Press Enterprise columnist and longtime KVCR News contributor Cassie McDuff about some of the big stories around the Inland Empire. Good morning, Cassie. Good morning, Jessica. So three former students are suing Olivet University in Anza for human trafficking, alleging they were told they had full scholarships, then were forced to work menial jobs to pay their way. Right. These were international students from Spain, Venezuela, and India who said they were lured to Olivet University, a Christian college in Anza, in the high desert east of Temecula, by promises of full scholarships for tuition, room, and board. But they said when they arrived, they were forced to work menial jobs, moving furniture, gardening, housekeeping, doing laundry, and working in the campus kitchen to pay for what was now characterized as debt. The lawsuit filed in Riverside County Superior Court and amended in February alleges that they had to work five-hour shifts a day, and if they missed a meal because of their required work schedule, they didn't get that meal. One of the plaintiffs said she was ordered to turn over her passport and other personal documents and told she would get them back once she graduated. Three of the plaintiffs said they were forced to work at Olivet University officials' off-campus homes, and when one complained about being forced to work, she said she was told it was for the university's growth and to glorify the kingdom of God. Olivet University has countersued, saying the students came to the school promising to pursue Christian missions or go into the ministry, but the school now alleges they were just seeking a way to get permanent visas to live in the U.S., One student faked an illness of a family member in New York to escape from the campus. Two others said they were helped by sympathetic staff members to escape. The fourth called 911 and reported being held against her will. She was allowed to leave after the 911 call. Olivet University said in court filings that the allegations are a bizarre and appalling fiction, a complete fabrication, and scurrilous. The university has 30 days to respond to the amended lawsuit. And wasn't there also an investigation by the state's attorney general? Yes, the attorney general, on behalf of the Bureau of Private Postsecondary Education, filed an accusation against Olivet alleging 14 violations of state education regulations. A hearing is scheduled for April 23rd in that matter. And so what happened as a result of the 911 call? Well, in April of 2021, agents of Homeland Security and the Riverside County Sheriff's Office and District Attorney's Office served a search warrant, but that remains under seal, so no further information is available on what happened there. A hearing, by the way, in the former student's case and Olivet's countersuit is scheduled for April 4th. Well, I'll be eager to hear an update there. Yeah, we'll definitely follow up on this. And an Eastvale High School principal who was arrested for failing to report suspected child abuse investigated the allegations himself, but didn't pass them along to law enforcement, according to a newly released affidavit. What happened here? Well, first, school officials in California are what's known as mandatory reporters. In other words, they're required to pass along reasonable suspicions of child abuse to law enforcement to investigate. But Gregory Ryan Anderson, who was the principal at Eleanor Roosevelt High School, is accused of failing to do that and instead himself investigating parents' claims that the high school's theater director, Chad Costello, had inappropriate interactions with students. Costello was arrested in November and pled not guilty to seven felony counts of child abuse. According to that investigator's affidavit, 
Anderson took it upon himself to decide that Costello's behavior was not criminal. Anderson told the investigator that he had been trained in mandatory reporting. He's now on paid leave from the Corona Norco Unified School District. Costello was also on administrative leave, and he was not rehired for the following school year. An attorney for Anderson said she doesn't believe there's enough evidence to sustain the allegation against him, one misdemeanor count of failing to report suspected child abuse. That reminds me of a case a couple years ago against three Rialto school officials. Yeah, there seems to be a spate of these. Two assistant principals and a counselor in Rialto were accused of violating the mandatory reporting law. In that case, a 17-year-old student had allegedly sexually assaulted two younger girls. Those school officials were each required to complete training on mandatory reporting and child abuse prevention to avoid jail time. These are certainly disturbing cases. What have parents said about the way the principal handled the allegations? Yeah, one parent said she sympathizes with that Eastvale principal if it's unclear what must be reported to law enforcement. But she also said it's disturbing that Anderson's arrest was the third of a district official since 2022. In April of that year, a female teacher was accused of a sexual relationship with a male student. She has pled not guilty. And a former track and field coach was charged with 15 counts of sexual assault on several students. He was convicted and sentenced to four years in prison in 2020. Yeah, a lot going on there. And a Riverside County deputy and a San Bernardino County deputy each pled guilty to crimes committed while on duty. One will go to prison and the other won't. Right. The Riverside County deputy who is going to prison pled guilty to 13 felony charges of threatening women who were under house arrest under his supervision with going to jail unless they sent him videos of themselves performing sex acts and offered them leniency if they complied. Two of his victims are suing the county. The former deputy, Christian Philip Heidecker, age 32, was working in alternative sentencing in Banning, overseeing the house arrest of these women. He pled guilty to four counts of extortion, four counts of dissuading a witness, four counts of soliciting a bribe as a peace officer, and one count of engaging in sex with a consenting adult as a detention officer. His plea agreement calls for him to be sentenced to five years in state prison. When he's sentenced, the DA's office plans to ask for more time in prison. And what about the San Bernardino County deputy? Yes, that deputy pled guilty to assaulting a looting suspect during the unrest that took place after the George Floyd killing. Erdem Gorgulu, age 46, was a field training officer for the sheriff's department when he and a trainee were dispatched to a sporting goods store in Highland on June 1, 2020. He reportedly found a suspect hiding inside and hit him with a baseball bat, then threatened to flunk the trainee if the trainee reported it. The stolen baseball bat was found in Gorgulu's personal car, and a piece of candy Gorgulu also stole from the store was found in the patrol car. Gorgulu was sentenced to one year on probation and one year of anger management class after the felony charges against him were reduced to misdemeanors. He was fired by the sheriff's department in August of 2020. Yeah, it's disturbing when those we trust with keeping the public safe abuse that authority. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Cassie, for all of this information and your time, as always. Thank you, Jessica. Longtime journalist Cassie McDuff helps us out regularly on our Friday morning news wrap, and these reports are posted at kvcrnews.org.
This report is made possible with the support of the Southern California News Group, publisher of the Press Enterprise, San Bernardino Sun, Inland Valley Daily Bulletin, and other Southern California newspapers. I'm Jessica Greenwell, KVCR News.